Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I am joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max, from the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing? Uh, this this fine, uh, I guess it's it, we can call it night. Uh, it's It was uh, t- daylight savings time yesterday, so it feels earlier, but it's really still... Well, actually, well, it feels earlier or feels later than it is, I should say. Uh, but we're still second week in a row. We're not in our pajamas, so that's a win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, last night before I went to bed. I set all the clocks back. You know, fall, fall back, spring forward, whatever. And uh, I think we should just never have daylight saving time. But that's me. I know. Yeah, same. I think it's just annoying. It's just like, here, you have to mess with your clocks now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I got one, you know, that big one that's on the, by the, where the TV is. It's a, Mm -hmm. I have to take that thing off, change the battery. Cause if you're going to change the time, you might as well change. change Exactly. (laughs) And uh, it's a pain in the, you know what, but anyhow, we don't have a victory to to talk about, but we do have some other upfront news as we always say. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, a lot of it is doing with uh, commitments to both volleyball and and uh, Husker football. We'll start with the volleyball one. Uh, Harper Murray uh, is, is outside hitter coming from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, she was in a uh, or she, sorry, she was in the Huskers top ranked uh, recruiting class, and it just got even. It, or sorry, she was she's now in it, and uh, and and Nebraska's top ranked recruiting class is not even better. Uh, she's the number one player in her class uh which is saying something uh that (laughs) nebraska i mean i wish nebraska football could do this how come we can't get arch manning um but whatever uh anyway just really good for for nebraska volleyball to get to get the number one player in the nation to come to your school that's definitely going to help you out yeah um she's you know i think i told this to you in 2019 uh i went to uh it was a just before the spring or spring uh, game in 2019 and uh, it was a pep rally and, you know, several uh, coaches got up there and spoke and one of them was John Cook. And he said, uh, you know, it was like, he's already at the top of his game. He's won national championships. And, and he said, we're going to take this program, the volleyball program where it's never been before. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. That's like Tom Osborne saying in, you know, 1997, we're going to take this program to, to, you know, heights that it's never been to before. You just won three national championships out of the last four years. So um, that's pretty good. And um, Oscar's got some, I think, some good news also on the recruiting uh, slate. Uh, you want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about Arnold? Yeah, so they, <clears throat> my goodness, uh, Arnold Barnes just committed to Nebraska. He's class of 23, right. Husker commit, uh, and he's a running back from, uh, let's see, where is he? Oh, he's from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and um, he's been recruited by, like, Iowa, Tulane, Charlotte. Not not a huge amount of, not, like, big-name teams, but Nebraska beat him out over Iowa. Um, he's a three-star Three-star running back, uh, 5'9", 224. Uh, again, those guys always bulk up, though, by the time the season comes around. I haven't seen anything uh, from him. He seems he's pretty dang fast. Uh, he, he he runs uh, 11, 27, 100 meter, uh, and he run, he runs track. So uh, that's always good when you get someone who's that fast 
playing playing football for you, put him in pads. Um, but um, yeah, and then also we got JT Fayard, uh, who is a uh, quarterback out of Richmond, Texas, six five two fifteen. Uh, he doesn't have a uh, two, at least two four seven sports doesn't show him as having like a star rating or anything. So I can't say anything about that. What I can tell you, which will maybe give you a better idea of how good this kid is, uh, he's getting interest from Texas A and M, LSU, Oklahoma, and Alabama. So wow. uh, and, and Nebraska's beat them out over uh, all those guys so far. Uh, we'll have to see. He's also a class of twenty three guy. Uh, he hasn't had a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that he. I mean, he hasn't really committed. I mean, he's committed to Nebraska, but uh, still a, a lot of time left until he would actually come to Nebraska. But still, that's that's huge that you had another great guy uh, on your quarterback uh, in your in your quarterback room. Um, anything you got to say about those guys, Grandpa? Well, just you know, when I heard about these two guys, at first they were a little bit under the radar. I I follow and I don't follow in depth the recruiting because it's like stocks and bonds. You don't know until years down the road. Yeah. But the, th- I th- the thing that, that strikes me is, is, I don't know, may, you know, s- stands out, I guess, is that they're committing, even though that the coaching situation at Nebraska is, is, you know, still up in the air. And uh, maybe that's a testament to, uh, to Mickey Joseph. You know, maybe that's, maybe he's, you know, saying that, Hey, I'm going to be here. So you can, you can come here and know that I'll be here. And if that's the case, um, I wish they would tell us that. Yeah. I wish they would tell us that too, but um, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how the, how the the rest of the year turns out when they decide to do coaching wise, we're going to, I think you have this on our notes. We're going to have a little extra time uh, because we don't want to dwell on this loss too much um, because it's basically the same kind of problems. But um, anyway, uh, this these two recruits do move Nebraska's recruiting class up to number 29 nationally, which um, it's been I mean, this is the first time without Scott Frost that it's been in the top 20, the top 30 uh, nationally, which is saying a lot about Mickey and what he can do. And uh, really, I mean, you get recruiting class, but then I also think when you're ranking recruiting classes, you should also include transfers or put that on a separate list because I feel like Nebraska would have been really high up last year. Um, for transfers. Um, speaking of transfers, one thing that you, uh, maybe you were talking about last week, I know I definitely was talking about it the past two weeks. We were both wondering where's, where's, uh, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. And, uh, last week it turns out he entered the transfer portal. Uh, we don't know where he's going, but, um, he's not going to be playing for Nebraska probably anytime. Uh, isn't rest isn't of that year. kind of, didn't that kind of, I mean, why wouldn't you just, you can't go anywhere else this time of year. I mean, you can't, the transfer yeah, I don't understand that. December fifth. Why would you? Unless, I don't understand I mean, it. I don't know. I don't. I that's that was a head scratcher to me. I mean, maybe unless he had some conversation with Mickey and um and with Mark Whipple, and they were like, "Yeah, we're we don't really have a spot for you in our offense, so you're just going to practice. If you want to announce that you're going to leave, then go ahead and do that." But hmm. I don't know. That, that would be the only situation that I would see where they just told him straight up, "You're not going to play anymore this year." But still, I think. I mean. You don't want to tell a player that because who knows with injuries and stuff like that. Right. Like he might have right. to get forced into action. That if you're not ready, then you're gonna play like play really badly. So I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, kind of weird, yeah. but anyway. So I just saw that during the week. Thought I'd mention that as well because we have been wondering that, but uh, now we know. Um, anything else you got to say in our upfront news segment here, Grandpa? Before no, we uh, I, move on, I think we need to just get into um, the Minnesota loss. It's another one, and uh, I. We're going to talk a little bit about who might be the uh, successor to uh, 
well, to Mickey and, well, really to Scott Frost. But uh, I have to believe that this loss may have done in uh, Mickey as being a head coach. I still think that he'll be on whoever uh, comes on as the new head coach if it isn't Mickey. And I love Mickey to pieces. I think he's going to be a head coach sometime. I don't know where and I don't know when. But he is he brings a passion and he brings a lot of elements. But I I think his his chances of being selected by Trev Alberts is I think that was I mean, we mathematically have a chance to still go to a bowl game, but that would, you know, there's there's a lottery out there too that's going to be decided what Wednesday night. Um your chances of of winning any one of those, maybe, well, I, I don't know. I just don't see that. It, it, it's, we're going to be likely another three, nine, three and nine season, which is, yeah. I hate to say that, but uh, do you think, are you thinking the same thing, Will? That About Mickey? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I guess we get, we can, I guess we can talk about this now before we talk about the game. I, I mean, I, I mean, it really is affected by the game, but I agree with you. I think that, Mickey staying on as head coach as much as I as much as I would love that, um, I don't think that that's something that's going to really happen. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know. I we'll we'll have to see. I think that it would be something that if they ended up doing it, I would be fine with that. Yeah, because this Nebraska team has been in every single game until the end, uh, this year uh, after he took over as the interim coach. Well, um. Yeah, not uh, Illinois. Well, not Oklahoma, but yeah, yeah, that was just yeah. Well, that's true, but it still yeah, felt. I mean, at the beginning of that game, Nebraska still was battling with Illinois. Illinois just yeah. kind of ground us down and pulled away at the end. Um, I mean, in reality, we held the seventeenth best team in the country to twenty six points, and we looked like we were in it for a quarter and a half. So uh, I don't know, and then Illinois also lost last, yesterday to Michigan State, so that yeah. proves that they're actually probably not that great. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if it was a uh, letdown, look ahead kind of thing. I don't know. Um, but anyway, back to back to Mickey. I I think that I think whoever the next head coach that comes on would be stupid to leave Mickey off his coaching right. staff. Yeah. Just based on the, I mean, you're like you said, you're still getting recruits. And there's no head coach right now. There's no like set in stone head coach right now that we know of publicly. But, and you're still committing to a school where you don't know who the coach is going to be. So a lot of that has to be Mickey and has to be this coaching staff that are doing this recruiting. And um, I mean, you won over a kid from Alabama, the Alabama's recruiting this kid and you got him to commit to you with no head coach. That is that speaks volumes to me about how much Mickey's I think impact right. is yep. on on the recruiting front, and that's what that's a huge, huge reason why I say that uh, Mickey was it, it would be, sorry not Mickey uh, the next head coach whoever it may be would be stupid to leave Mickey off the staff right and uh, and frankly I think get rid of Mark Whipple I don't understand why you get rid of him um, he's been calling plays really well uh, I love him down on the sidelines the old school. Uh, Offensive coordinator style calling the plays on the on the sidelines, quarterbacks coach. Um, just I mean, he's just running that entire offense and it's looking really good. They're like I thought uh we can get into the game now, I think, but uh maybe we'll circle back around to the coaching question at the end of the at the end of the episode here. But um getting into the game, the plan for Chubba Purdy, it seemed, was here, I'm gonna put you in this offense, 
that you have practiced with for half a season. I mean, well, I mean, really a full year, basically, by the time you get fall camp and all that spring ball and all that stuff. But um, anyway, you're going to put it. I'm going to put you in this offense. I'm going to call plays that don't allow you to make a lot of mistakes. And you just don't make a, a lot of mistakes. And it really it worked. Nebraska was up, was leading this game until three minutes and 20 seconds left in the third quarter with their backup quarterback, which I would not have thought would happen. Um, Nebraska's defense played really well uh, this entire game. Anthony Grant finally got over 100 yards. He looked good. 21 carries, no touchdowns, but um, still 115 rushing yards for him. Um, What do you think, Grandpa? So Logan Smothers got a few uh, got a few series and Chuba had the majority of them. One, why do you think that they decided to switch from Chubba? Was it because of the interception? Or do you think it was just they needed some new spark to try to get it going? Or, I mean, what did, what did you think of that whole situation? Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 another head-scratcher. Um, and I don't get paid to, to do what uh, uh, Mark Whipple does. But uh, I thought... Every time that Logan Smothers has been in, he's been in there just briefly. I, I can't imagine a, a player, and more importantly, a, a quarterback, of getting in any kind of rhythm if he doesn't play a lot. And he's not, he's, he'll come in there for, a couple of times, he's been in there for one play. This is earlier in the season. And uh, so, you know, Chuba, Mark Whipple likes to throw the ball, okay? And he knows that Logan doesn't throw the ball as well as Chuba, but Chuba, I don't know if he saw, you know, deer in the headlights. Was that his problem? He, he missed a couple of days of practice. He was, he had an injury. I don't know what it was. Um, I gotta, you know, I gotta believe that, that Mark knows a heck of a lot more than, than I do. Uh, and so he, I, I don't know. I, to me, I thought it would, when you start the third quarter case or uh uh, Logan is your is your guy, and you stick with him for the rest of the game. You know, so you can get some. Yeah. There's some continuity. Uh, uh, everything changes when a quarterback comes in. The snap count is different. The the, yeah. the cadence is different. Um, and you know, I I feel kind of bad for Logan because he's not had a chance to. I mean, he started the game, uh, you know, the Iowa game last year, and for three quarters we were up. Geez, 20, I don't know, 21 to 10 or so, you know, we had a good lead at, at home. And then some things, we got the block punt that was returned for a touchdown and then the whole thing just caved in. But I, I'd like to see Logan in there more, um, particularly if Chuba is throwing into triple coverage and, and you know, <laughs> we had only one turnover yesterday, which was sharp contrast to the four we had the week before. So, I mean, that was an improvement, but you still come up with an L. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know how much of it was, I mean, because Nebraska dominated the first half. We were up 10-0 at halftime, right. uh, which I, to be honest is more points than I thought we'd score uh, until like the third quarter. Uh, but I, I mean, and then Minnesota brings in Ethan Kaliak uh, Manis, their backup quarterback to try to get a spark going. Uh, for them and he throws for 137 yards and looks amazing and makes all yeah. these plays and I think it just was 
Nebraska had spent so much time and just read Tanner Morgan and knew exactly what he's going to do. And kind of uh, the announcers were talking about it during the game. They were talking about how like with Tanner Morgan, it's very predictable. You get RPO, you get a run or you get like a bootleg pass. Right. He, Nebraska's defense had no clue what uh, Kaliak Manis was going to do because he'd bootleg, but that he'd run it and it would be like a 14 yard run. Cause the kid's good. Um, and for being a backup, he's pretty good. And Tanner Morgan's just more experienced, just wasn't his day. Uh, I'm looking at the box score. I just had the box score stats pulled up in front of me. Uh, it says he has negative 28 yards of rushing. That's counting sacks. Uh, right. And it was like maybe four or five sacks against him. I forget how many in total uh, it was. But um, it looks like, oh, three sacks, not four or five. But uh, anyway, still really good. Nebraska's defense played lights out in the first half. Uh, unfortunately we kind of got caved in and it just was a, another game like last week, except we kind of delayed the inevitable a little bit longer uh, until, until that fourth quarter when Minnesota got up 20 to 10 there, I was like, Oh, there's no way that Nebraska is getting back into this because just the way that Minnesota plays football, you can't get a, you won't get the ball twice. Um, you won't get the ball twice and be able to score fast enough against this Minnesota defense to make up two scores in 10 minutes. Um, you're still in the, still time. had a chance late in the game to tie the game. I mean, at least. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I said, we've been in every single game this year since Mickey came in, except for the Oklahoma one, uh, which I don't really blame too much that on him. That's a lot of uh, first week after Scott Frost left. He doesn't really have time to like sit down with those players and give him his mantra and all that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, Muhammad Ibrahim, uh, Mo Ibrahim, 128 yards and two touchdowns. He didn't really get going until the second half, which is uh, a lot. I thought he was going to start running over Nebraska immediately. Um, but Nebraska's proven to be pretty good at uh, making these top-tier running backs seem uh, subpar. Like, for example, last week, Chase Brown, He, I think Chase Brown had over 100 yards, but still he didn't really look that great. It wasn't like a huge standout performance. He had a lot of their touchdowns because it was a lot of three or four yard touchdowns uh, because you're getting all these long drives. Uh, But I mean, Mo Ibrahim really didn't do that much till the second half because there was Nebraska just keyed in on him because Tanner Morgan couldn't do anything in the past game. So they didn't have to worry about it. And then Kelly Akbandis came in and started throwing the ball everywhere and Nebraska's defense had to guard the pass. And then that left them players down inside the tackle box. So then you can't defend the run as well. And uh, you end up having 128 yards of rushing and two touchdowns on you in the second half. So um, what were you surprised at in this game, grandpa? That we were up 10 to nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty fair. That was amazing. You know, uh, that's probably, that's probably about it. Um, were you surprised just, that Anthony Grant got back on track the way he did after the last two games of what he, we've seen Nebraska's rushing attack look like? Yeah, that was, that was really good to see. I I'm a big uh, Anthony Grant fan. I think he's, he, um, he makes, you know, yardage where, very few backs uh, can do that. If he just had a better offensive line, you'd probably see him way up there above a thousand yards. Uh, but we don't have that, and and that's that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, that'd be the. Yeah, I was glad to see that. Um, uh, the the thing that that drives Husker fans crazy, I think, it's just the in, inconsistency that plagues this this team. Uh, particularly this year. And I understand there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of things that have been going on, 
but uh, we'll play well on defense for a spot. We'll we'll play well. We, you know, yesterday when we jumped out to a ten nothing lead, we had some great plays. We did that the week before. We were up nine to what was it nine to three against uh, Illinois, and then mm-hmm. and then that was all the scoring we had, and it was almost the same. Then we got a field goal, I think, in the fourth quarter, and we were still in that game. It was a one possession game, and had we had you know, pick up another first down. Who knows? Who knows what could I really think that that uh had Casey been in there, uh, you know, healthy uh Casey Thompson, um, uh, we might have been able to, you know, make that game a little bit more interesting. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that we would have been able to make the game a little bit more interesting. If I, I don't I don't I hope Casey's back next week. Now we're gonna need him against Michigan. Um, but I mean it's not just gonna be Casey coming back isn't going to help us at all against Michigan. I mean, it will help us some, but um, just the fact that he comes back doesn't mean, oh, now we're in this Michigan game. We're going to have to play really, really well to even have a shot because this Michigan team is legit this year. Uh, Nebraska, I feel like, I mean, Nebraska should have won the game last year. That Michigan team really got into the college football playoff in the last week of the season because they just killed Ohio State. And it's because Ohio State has zero run defense. And you saw that against Northwestern this this past weekend, or I guess yeah. this past Saturday, I should say, uh, where uh, Ohio State almost lost to a Northwestern team. I mean, they won by 14, but it was really a lot closer uh, than that. Their, their defense stepped up, and Northwestern really had it in the bag for a half. And then they let it slip. It was forty mile an hour wind, so they didn't really have a, another option except run the ball, which Northwestern would have done anyway, as as uh, Nebraska fans very well remember from Week Zero, uh, which in Northwestern's record still remains their only win, uh, which is just absolutely great for Nebraska. It makes our <laughs> losses look amazing when uh, our one of our losses is by three to the worst team in maybe all of college football. Um, but we'll, we'll see here. So who um, do you think they're going to start at quarterback Saturday against Michigan? If, so, if Casey can't go. Yeah, right. You think it'd be Logan or do you think Chava? I mean, they, as you were saying, they have, they've given Logan chances, but it's been like, here, you're in for three plays. Yeah. And then they'll pull him out. I'm like, well, what yeah. do you want him to do? Throw an 80 yard touchdown pass. He's not going to do that. Logan Smothers doesn't play that way. He's not a pass. I mean, he's a run first pass second quarterback. And I think that's why you'll see Chuba next week if Casey can't go because Mark Whipple likes to throw the ball. He, I mean, he likes he has a fairly balanced offense. He does like to throw slightly more than he likes to run. Um, but if Anthony Grant, I mean, Michigan's defense is so good uh, that if Anthony Grant can't get going, you're gonna have to see Chuba just kind of getting it to Trey Palmer. And this is second game in a row that Trey Palmer has been shut down. 37 yards on five catches, which really is nothing for him. Um, And ever since that Purdue game, everyone's just keyed in on him as a, I mean, I'm surprised it took that long to get to Purdue to figure out that this kid can ball. But um, I I don't know. Uh, Marcus Washington was our leading receiver against Minnesota with only 63 yards um, and had one catch for 30. That was a great catch that he got. It was a really good catch. It was a really good catch. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Chubba would be the start, uh, and I don't think a lot of people would be surprised by that. Uh, this would be his second game. I think he showed a little bit of nerves, uh, and a, a little a little bit of his nerves against Minnesota. The interception wasn't a great decision, um, but I get – I mean, he was kind of trying to force it in. There there were a few that he should have – that should have been intercepted that weren't, and he got really lucky. 
Uh, there was one in the back of the end zone where I almost threw a fit because I thought they intercepted it, but uh, uh, and, and ended up running it in. But um, Chubba brings, I mean, Chubba's a really good balance of a running quarterback with a, he's a better passing qu- quarterback than Logan Smothers is. I, I think we talked about this when we talked about the quarterback room earlier this year, but when we were previewing all the, all the different, um, uh, te- the different rooms of uh, players here. But um, I think that Logan just is too predictable. Well, not predictable, but like, he's not good enough at throwing the ball to uh, in my mind to have him start over Chuba. Uh, but what are your what are your thoughts about next week? I, I would like to see Logan start the game and leave the kid in there, uh, just to see if he can prove himself. I mean, I guess Brian, it really is a throwaway game because I don't yeah, think you're Nebraska not going to win this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean going to win. Yeah, if we're going to compare um, it, it, like like we like to do sometimes uh, here, if we're going to compare um, schedules and like common opponents. Uh, Michigan, Nebraska beat Rutgers by one, right? Uh, well, Michigan beat them by like 30 something. I can't do the math. Yeah. 52 to 17. Uh, so I mean, and that was last week too. And that Rutgers team is better than it was. And I mean, Michigan's just been killing teams. They haven't played a lot of great teams. Best team they've played number 10, Penn state. They beat them 41 to 17. Um, so it seems in blowout 17 seems to be a very common, uh, <laughs> score for the op- uh, opposition team. So we'll see if Nebraska can get 17 points, which honestly I'd be very happy with. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. It's, it might be a little bit of a letdown here for, or sorry, a look ahead game for Michigan. Um, I, I imagine that Jim Harbaugh is going to not want them to look over Nebraska because he knows that we can beat them. And we almost did last year, but next two games for Michigan after Nebraska is number 16, Illinois and number two, Ohio state. Uh, and Michigan's for sure going to be looking to the Ohio state game, but Illinois is number one ranked defense in college football. And uh, they do a really good job against the run. So I don't know, uh, Nebraska, if, if Michigan's sleeping, Nebraska might had a, have a shot at an upset here, but I, I don't really think that that's going to be something that's going to happen. Michigan's going to be hungry after last year's almost, uh, almost loss uh, in uh, in uh, Memorial Stadium. So uh, we'll see. What are your thoughts on that game next week, Grandpa? Uh, you know, I, I as I said, it, this is not – we are a four-touchdown – I heard it today, a four-touchdown dog in that game. Now, I, don't, I don't know if they mean 28 points or you – know. Right now, just based off what it, – it's a pick center is what ESPN uses for their line. Yeah. It's uh, 29 in favor of Michigan. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty legit. I, I would imagine I would, I mean, I don't think that that's, I don't know if I had to put money on that now, I don't know if I'd bet on 29, I might take uh Nebraska at plus 29 there, but um, it's, it will be pretty dang close to 29. I think four touchdowns seems about right for uh, the, the level yeah. is, uh, separating these two teams, uh, ESPN's analytics thing, which is always the matchup predictor that they always like to show uh, is giving Michigan a 97% chance to win, which I think is a little bit low actually, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we'll have to see here. Put that to um, 100. That might be a better one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, uh, but, but we'll see. It's, I mean, Michigan's averaging, averaging 42 points a game and giving up 12 yeah, uh, yeah. which is probably the biggest different differential uh, that I've seen out of any college football team this year. Um, but we'll see. Nebraska's offense can be explosive when it's working well. Uh, so we'll see. Casey's going to have to not make a lot of mistakes. 
Um, and I mean, Michigan's just so good at running the ball. I don't think that we have a shot at stopping them. Blake McCorum, uh, or sorry, not McCorum, Blake Corum, uh, already has a thousand yards on the season with 16 touchdowns and almost 200 carries. So, uh, if you haven't gathered, they kind of like to run the ball, uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of cut you off, Grant. Were you saying anything else about this, this game? No, I think probably we should spit, take a little bit of time on just kind of, you know, brainstorming about who might be the next head coach if it isn't Mickey. That That is all dependent on if it isn't Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so let's see. We, you have a, you have a little bit of a list here. Um, I guess, I mean, since you created this list, I'll ask you first, which of these guys you have on here do you, th- would you, would you like to see as the next Nebraska coach? I'll read them off since you guys aren't obviously aren't looking at my notes here. Well, <laughs> we'll listen to the podcast, but um, we got Matt Campbell, uh, current coach of Iowa state, Bill O'Brien, uh, who is the OC at Alabama right now, Lance Leipold coach of Kansas right now, Dave Aranda, uh, who is the head coach of Baylor right now, Chris Peterson, who's retired, but he did coach at Boise state in Washington, uh, urban Meyer, who is also retired at the moment, Bob Stoops, uh, who, I forget what he's doing right now. Is he coaching right now or is he, I, I don't think, think he's so. on like, he's retired as well. He's on big noon every Saturday, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. Or you have someone else on here as well, which I mean, there's, there's hundreds of names that could be I mean, yeah, around. You could just go through uh, assistance uh, both in college and, uh, and in, in the national football league. I, you know, Trev is, is a smart guy. I've, I've been around him. I've, I've talked to him several times. Uh He's, he's a lot of things, but he's very, very bright. I know he has a plan A, B, C, D, and whatever. So he is, he's had his Rolodex out and he knows. I, I wrote uh, I wrote a column this last week about uh, the, those four. Uh, I, I, I just listed Matt Campbell, O'Brien, Leipold, and Dave Aranda. And I think if you look at the resumes of all those guys, um, you know, I, the resume, uh, I, I think I would go with Dave Veranda from uh, from Baylor. Um, he he was he was a defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, and uh, while he was there, they his first year there, they led the uh, the country in four. Well, I think four of the top defensive categories: total defense, passing uh, passing defense, run defense. Um, scoring defense. They were in the top, actually, the, I think the top 20, because one of them is, is they were 17th in the country. And he was a runner-up for the uh, Broyles Award, which was given to the top uh, uh, assistant in college football. Um, and he's he took over um, Baylor the first year that he went there. That was uh, in 2020, which is a COVID year. I think they were Two and seven. You didn't play a full schedule then. And then last last year, they were twelve and two, which was an all time record for Baylor. Uh, yeah, and, and, and they won the this, Big Twelve title. Right, right. And this year, I think I, I didn't see this. I don't think they played yesterday. I think they're five and three, which isn't shabby. But uh, and then Bill O'Brien, I what he did at Penn State was just remarkable. He took over for the when the uh, Sandusky. Uh, a scandal uh, was going on. They they had they lost scholarships. They lost couldn't go to a bowl. And he comes in there his first year and 
is eight and four. And I think the next year he was it, it won another seven or eight games, something like that. Yeah. So under very adverse uh, conditions. And he's making 1.1 million as a offensive coordinator for Alabama. Yeah. So yeah. this would be a big boost in his earnings. And O'Brien can coach. He, he, what I had heard, the reason why he left Penn State when he did is apparently, and I don't, I can't tell you this for a fact, but I've heard this from several sources, that uh, that they reneged on some conditions that they were going to, you know, do for him, you know, some oh. salary and whatever, some perks. And they said, well, we, we can't do that now. And he said, Oh, really? So he yeah. left, you know, and yeah. then, uh, that, you know, I, I, that kind of is, I kind of like that, you know, somebody standing up for his beliefs. So Bill O'Brien, you know, any of those guys I really think would be better. Now I, I can't, I don't, I don't think uh, Urban Meyer is going to be, I, that's, that's not a, that'd be a character thing. Lance Leipold, yeah. um I don't he, think he's leaving. Uh, and and just a quick uh, yeah, correction: Baylor did Baylor did actually play this Saturday. They beat Oklahoma thirty-eight thirty-five. So um, he's Oklahoma. proven that he can beat Oklahoma, which would be great. Uh, yeah, for yeah, Nebraska, yeah. they put him there in uh, September when we lost by thirty-five. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, what were I mean, you saying, Chris Grandpa? Peterson? Uh, Chris Peterson. I looked, did some uh, study on him. He has a career winning possession percentage of 0.795 that puts him up almost in tom osborne's era uh, or area uh 147 to 38 uh, losses uh that's i mean he's at boise state i've been to boise i don't know how you get people to go out there but you do and then he went to washington and he just quit I don't know why he did, but uh, I think he just was done. That's why I think that that, I mean, I saw that on that list and I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. know about that because I think he just retired. Like he's done coaching. He's done with the, the, the strenuous life of being a coach, which I get, I mean, he's been a great coach for such a long time yep. and has meant so much to that Boise state program into that Washington program. He took both those programs to basically their height over these past, the past uh, decade or not decade. Yeah. Uh, I guess decade. I mean, he was at Washington more, most recently, um, and then went to Boise State, but um, yeah. did you uh, did you happen to see the K State game last night? K State Texas. I did not. Was it good? I th- I mean, I saw that K State got killed, well, but uh, well, they didn't get killed, but uh, they lost by a double digits at least. Adrian Martinez uh, was playing quarterback. I didn't get to watch the whole game, but he uh, he had a chance to. You know, they were driving and they were down by one score. And he decides to take off running up the middle and he fumbles and Texas recovers. And I said, there we go. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the only that's the injury we remember. <laughs> yeah, that's the only turnover he's had all year, I believe. Wow. Good so, for him. He's gotten a lot better. I will give him that. And then I was watching uh, the Packers, not they played today, but um, not this game, but they, they played either last Sunday or they last played last Sunday. Sunday night against the Bills. I saw Samari Torrey caught a touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah it was his great. First touchdown it. pass in the NFL. Yeah, great first for him. One. It was Number great. 83. I just said, yeah, <laughs> it was so, perfect. It was awesome. It was awesome to, to see to crack. You know, to, to to I don't know if he started, but to I mean, they have to have a yeah. lot of confidence in him, and that was great to see. Yeah, but they do have a lot might, of receivers injured right now, but still, I mean, you're not going to get playing time in the NFL if the coach doesn't have confidence in you. So. Mike Tirico was, you know, right after he caught that, he was going on about Montana, where he is from, you know, 
And he didn't make any mention of Nebraska. I said, yeah. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid transfer portal. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, so, uh, you have anything else about anything we've, we've talked about this, this, uh, well, you episode? know, last time we talked about the first Husker game you went to. Yeah. I put up a calendar today. I just got around to switching from October to November and it's a, it's a picture of you that taken at that game. No way. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so, so, that's so you funny. Come yeah. out here, when you come that's out great. here, you'll, you'll have to see that. And I said, oh, yeah, 100%. I, that that's was great. your first game and, and you were just a little guy. And uh, uh, I got my now cart away that, that time. Yeah, and, now look what happened. We're an Apple podcast with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to leave at the half because you were just exhausted. We put yeah, you in the car, your dad and I, and you were you didn't even make it to I eight. We went up to get on the 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 I don't know freeway outside of Lincoln to go to to north up to the I eighty, and you you were just out. And but that was cool. And you got to yeah. meet Larry Jacobson, which was uh, yeah. Impressive. I don't remember that, but <laughs> oh, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was a warm, windy day. It was Colorado. It was it's twenty ten, uh, and yeah. you were born in 06. so uh, you were just uh, four four years old. Jeez, mm-hmm. that was so funny. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, that is that is odd. And you and I are doing a podcast, so yeah, uh, I know. Well, crazy. <laughs> we'll see how this ends up. Uh, we will be back with you guys next week. Uh, with I mean, I don't know another. Uh, testimony to i don't know what to call it a, uh i'm trying to think what's what do you say at a funeral uh, uh <laughs> i can't think of the word we're running out of time so i'll yeah. just say that um thank you guys so much for listening and downloading every week it really means a lot that, that you guys will take the time to listen to us and uh we hope you guys really enjoy it uh, and uh we'll talk to tell you your guys friends next week yeah tell your friends tell your enemies uh, you can tell michigan fans if they want to listen to how much they won by uh but i feel like that'd be pretty boring and they have their own podcast so uh you can listen and we'll, we'll try to make it at least a little bit lighthearted. but uh, we'll talk to you guys next week go big red go big red <laughs>